Today, the Biden administration is restricting what Border Patrol agents are allowed to tell the media amid the border crisis. Well, it's not a crisis, depending on who you're talking to, but it's a crisis. Also, uh, an update in the Andrew Cuomo scandal. We've got a lot coming up today, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, today, we bring you a token Irishman, John Doyle. <laughs> Here to <laughs> offer the Irish perspective. Yes, political commentator, John Doyle. Uh, we really, honestly, we were like, oh, wait, crap, you're right. We did have an Irishman on uh, St. Patrick's Day. How appropriate. Uh, also joined by Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck Program who is, I don't know what your heritage is. You're wearing the right color, though. I just, well, I, apparently I I'm not. John, no, no, John you, told me I'm just culturally is, appropriating. That's not know. what I said. You can culturally appropriate all you want because Irish people don't care. The problem is that you're like a 20-year-old college girl who's like, I'm going to wear green and be festive today. Whereas I, the actual Irishman, am wearing an Aran wool sweater. The best wool in the world comes from the Aran Islands where I, I visited, uh, what was it, three summers ago. So like, this is like actually what Irish people would wear. And you're just like, yeah, uh, he, green. That's Irish culture, green. Yeah, I'm like, how can can I get enough green? I've got the green dress, but I need the green eyeshadow to match it. And I also have green on my earrings. We're not drinking I'm today? Ce I'm celebrating. I know. What? I know. I know. I should have. Maybe during the break we can go. Oh, I mean, we better. need something Irish, which would be whiskey. So I don't know if there's whiskey anywhere. Uh, Where's Chad when you need him? Yeah, <laughs> anywhere in the building. Uh, all right. So headlines of the day. Again, I feel like a broken record. We've talked about the uh, border crisis again. It's not a crisis, depending on who you're talking to, but uh, it's a crisis when it's 729 percent over capacity in some of these migrant facilities. But um, uh, we've talked about this at great lengths every day, and I get so tired of talking about it. But it's all that's freaking going on, number one. And number two, um, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. So the latest is the Biden administration is now uh, reportedly restricting what Border Patrol agents are allowed to share with members of the media. Of course, this is the very, very transparent Biden-Harris administration that is uh, restricting these Border Patrol members to uh, tell the media certain things. Um, they apparently, this is four current and two former Customs and Border Protection officials who shared this news, uh, and they said that they have passed it down verbally. Of course, it's not in an official memo that would be able to be traced back, um, and they are viewed as an unofficial, quote, gag order within the agency. So uh, <laughs> they, they said that they needed to deny all media requests for ride-alongs with agents, um, and they need to send... All information queries, even from local media, to the press office in Washington for approval. And those responsible for cultivating data about the number of migrants in custody have been reminded not to share the information with anyone to prevent leaks. Now, um, it's interesting because, A, as, as I just mentioned earlier, John, um, this is not a crisis. So if it was not a crisis, I don't see why we need to clamp down on the, uh, on the evidence that's being, you know, uh, given to the media, yeah. But also, I like. I thought we were gonna get transparency here. Well, when they say media, who are they talking? Like Laura Ingram, like like MSNBC is gonna run defense for them. CNN, like who's actually gonna want to report on that information? Like us, and then like maybe Fox News, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they're really clamping down on it, aren't they? <sighs> I mean, I would. I will say, who is it? The New York Times has at least surprised me in reporting any of this. I mean. 
I think that they're still trying to be favorable to Joe Biden. But I've been surprised at like some of the mainstream media, not the not the uh, TV outlets, but some of the the mainstream media, you know, old timey newspaper uh, type outlets have surprised me on this. Yeah, well, just imagine, I hate doing it this way, but just imagine what would have happened if this would have been going on during the Trump administration when AOC was going down to these facilities and crying. You mean the concentration camps? The concentration Mm, camps, excuse mm me. When she was going, or internment camps, whatever. Um, But when she was going down, dressed in all white and crying and doing Mm -hmm. all that stuff, what would have happened? At the parking lot? Yeah, crying at the parking lot with a fence. Um, What would have happened if she would have walked up to that fence and they wouldn't have let her her beyond or into the door? She would have staged this huge fiasco, you know, to get more attention. Um, So we know that this was all about attention. Um, is 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 it bad that there's kids and there's people in these facilities? Yeah, it, it, it is bad. Um, it's it's not uh, Trump's fault, obviously mm-hmm. not. Um, Obama was the deporter in chief for crying out loud. Right. People forget that he was called that. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, he built the damn cages for crying out loud. Um, we trace this back all the way to Janet Reno and Bill Clinton, really, mm-hmm. when, when a lot of this started. Again, you never hear these things. Um, bad border policy is has compounded over the years, and this is where we're at right now. But the problem is on the left when they talk about it, you know, they're the mor- they're the morality police here. Right. So they have every good intention when it comes to what's going on right now. It's just when a Republican is in office, they have the bad intention. I actually saw an article in The Hill, I think, today where they were talking about the child, uh, the child uh, families being separated thing. And they actually said that families were being separated under the Trump administration as some incentive, an incentive tactic so that people wouldn't cross the border. I could not believe that. <laughs> I mean, again, this is a policy from back during Janet Reno in the Clinton era. Wow, that's incredible. But I I think I think now is, you know, I think uh, outlets like The New York Times kind of feel compelled to uh, talk about this. They've talked about this so much. They know that we're going to throw it in their face. Yes. And well, they I mean, they've kind of radicalized themselves for the last four years, I feel like. Yeah. How are you going to look now? Right. Exactly. But but now and you're already seeing this, I think, from Saki who actually said this. Mm -hmm. Am I saying that right? I don't know. Or Pusaki? No, it's not. It's the P is silent. Okay, so this is not an opossum type situation. No. This is got. Um, I, I, <laughs> I, I think I think that um, what's ridiculous is you know I, I think I said this last week on your show is anytime someone on the left does some of these things, one of these infractions, whether it's a Me Too infraction, whether now it's a border and immigrant infraction, that they're you know as Sarah Silverman said is that it's just uh, it's just assumed that people on the left don't really mean bad intent when they do it. Right. It's right. only when you're on the right that there's bad intent or there's you know. S- 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 some some kind of you know evil you know you know doctor evil intention behind it yeah um, and it also is another you know good example of how the left has really won this culture war it's absolutely insane we both can do the same things right but they're you know virtuous we're evil for some mm-hmm. reason what are your thoughts John it's interesting because like you said with them winning the culture war it's because they control all of the media and so mm-hmm. even though we can say it's not exactly like an Orwellian situation because it's not exactly the state that's controlling the flow of information it's these privatized corporations but still they just act as an extension of that state yeah. with the same narratives and so we can do something and we're Hitler but then they can do it and it's actually well they're not cages they're what was the, <laughs> the new word uh, that well first they said g- containers but now it's reception centers. exactly just reception centers because they have the power and they can control things and so as conservatives 
we have no power and so all we can do is just point the finger and say well you're not following the standards that you get to set because you get to set the standards and we don't but you're not following them so you're a hypocrite it's like they're not bad because uh, they're immoral or because they want to take rights away they're just bad because they're hypocrites which is a really impotent position for us to be in because we yeah. don't even have the power to set the standards so all we left to do is just react to them. yeah right. so so what is what is the solution then? Um, because, and I mean, I hate to, you know, it's like, please solve all of the world's problems yeah, yeah, single-handedly. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you look at it and it's like, none of this has gotten us anywhere. I mean, look at the, the state of affairs. We've got Democrats controlling everything um, in Washington. And what do you do? Because I know that a lot of people feel like the angel on their shoulder is saying, okay, we still need to be the morally superior ones no matter what. We can't get down in the mud with them. And then you've got the devil on your shoulder going, yeah, but that's how they've gotten as far as they have. And you have to fight fire with fire, which I used to be, uh, you know, I used to be like, yeah, we don't want to do what they do. And now I'm like, I don't see another way around it. Well, that's yeah. the thing is like to have that angel and devil on your shoulder. I think that being pacified would actually be more of like a, a the devil's position yeah. like to be moral and to know that you are correct requires that you assert that. A lot of times the right, I think largely because of libertarianism has sort of adapted this policy or adopted this policy rather of like, well, there's, you know, it's not my position to say what's right or wrong. And so we can kind of just have this moral vacuum open. But the left doesn't agree to that. They don't want to leave that vacuum open. They're like, oh, you're not going to do anything. OK, we will. And then right. they assert themselves. And conservatives are like, no, wait a minute, yeah. we weren't going to, hey, yeah. but then it's like we don't even have a seat at the table anymore. Well, I, and then we're playing defense instead of playing offense. We're busy trying to explain to people that we're not racist, we're not xenophobic. We're on the back foot for whether there are two genders now. And people still think that we can, like, agree to these principles. It's like, <laughs> your children are going to public school and coming home like, mommy, 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 I think I might be a boy. And you're just like... <laughs> oh man, those crazy liberals. And it's like, then the children will reject you and reject yeah. the family's faith. And like, they'll just divorce themselves completely from the family. And we need to seriously change. And I try to communicate this to my audience often, but a lot of them are still in that like psychology of like the last 50 years. And they think that like, oh, we just got to do it this time, but do it right. And it's like, no, we're no. losing for those reasons. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think I saw a video of yours. Of Many such cases. And, 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 <laughs> no, it, it really stuck home, but it kind of goes into this as we got to stop. I think we got to get away from who's morally right and who, mm -hmm. who's morally wrong and and conservatives and this is all you I, if i if i remember correctly but um conservatives have kind of we've kind of been built up on you know we're the we're the moral moral superior you know right, uh, and, and how far has that gotten I, us lately well right well they, I, I think the democrats essentially just kind of turned it around against us mm -hmm. now they're like you no know, they're the morally uh, uh you know superior because you know they care about you know immigrants as right. it, they say that as if we don't right which is ridiculous but and the, the way that they've won this now everyone pretty much or the majority of the country i think just kind of believes that yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 it's, it's 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 morally superior just to to, to um, have these amnesty programs to uh, not care about border security to pretty much with your actions and your policies to invite people across the border and you cause the situation that's going on right now somehow seventy five percent of the country thinks that's the way to go yeah. which is absolutely insane I think I said on this show that the same that what we were going to have is the, there's a really very real thing called the, the people were predicting was the Biden effect. The Biden effect of moving away from Trump's border uh, and immigration policies was going to cause all these people to come down. We were fully expecting it. And sure enough, you know, towards, uh, you know, the end of 2020, they were already starting to do that. Mm -hmm. um, 
I mean, we, we've got to be able we, we've got to be able now to I think stay on the foot of like what can we do to show people that look their morality is based it's bullcrap. Yeah, it's based on a lie, and really pretty much every liberal policy they don't give a crap about the poor. No, they don't give a crap about immigrants. They gain on whatever that make the, helps them win the moral argument of that time to gain voters. That is it, and that is all. Like I said, Obama, the the uh, the deporter in chief, mm-hmm. he w- Biden was going to become the same thing. He was going to do the exact same thing that Trump was doing. He's in all these problems. He was going to put people in cages. Everything. We cannot let them say no, 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 because you know we're Democrats. We have good intentions for it. It's bullcrap. So sometimes I wonder if they will eventually do it to themselves because you know you're seeing. Uh, I alluded to it earlier that. It, they're radicalizing a lot of these people through their rhetoric for the last four years, five years. We've heard all of these things about how you're xenophobic if you want to, you know, uh, like vet someone before you let them into our country. Um, you know, you're a racist if you don't believe in Black Lives Matter. You're doing all of these things. And they have been radicalizing slowly these people. And now all of a sudden they're doing the same things. Joe Biden is putting kids in containers. Uh, You know, you've got Joe Biden not responding to Black Lives Matter, who sends a a letter to him saying, hey, you know, we're ready to like work with you. You need to work with us. And he's not even responding. And so I'm wondering, like, are these people ever going to have a point where they realize they have a light bulb moment? We were just used. Like, oh, crap, we were just used as pawns in this entire thing. Sorry to filibuster this, John. but Oh, my gosh, here we go. This is a very good point because this is the problem with the left playing footsie with the far left. Mm -hmm. And I think conservatives can take a very good uh, lesson from this as well. Unless you're completely ideologically, you know, in tune with, with, with some of the people that start to come and support you. Turn it, turn it back, turn your back on them. Yeah, they're they've you know gone in with Marxist BLM. Well, they are, they're Marxists. Right. Um, they've gone in with the far left. You know, the far far left. They're all kind of lock in lockstep. What's going to happen when they see that nothing has changed under Biden? What's going to happen? They're going to get mad and radicalized. Yeah. They're going to gain in numbers, and eventually they'll start winning elections. This is, mm. this, this is very, very dangerous. If you play footsie with the radical ends of, of the political spectrum, if they give in to you and go onto your side because it gives you an opportunity where you think change is going to happen, mm-hmm. you're going to be very upset when that change doesn't happen. When we, uh, I think the entire country is kind of in that state right now. We're so, we don't like government. Nobody. Yeah. On, on both sides. We, we hate government because nothing ever happens. We, we want something. They tell us during elections that they're going to do them, and they never do it. Yeah. People get radicalized. That's a good point. Yeah, there's still riots going on in the uh, the Pacific Northwest. We just talked about that on Elijah's show. They're trying to burn down federal buildings because who knows why. Right. But like, you, you can just never satisfy these people because they don't exist in these movements to like, okay, finish the job, let's go home. Like their entire purpose, their raison d'etre, so to speak, is like literally to try and like fight off these fascists and and these neoliberals or whatever because they're insecure and they are spiritually ill, and so they have no like greater purpose than that because they grew up like binge reading the Hunger Games and Harry Potter <laughs> and so they're like I'm Dumbledore's army it's like no you're not <laughs> that's what they think they're doing they're LARPing they're live action role playing when they go out there and you yeah. can tell by their eyes too like if you looked in the eyes of like a young man storming Normandy or something or Hamburger Hill like you'll see like this grit and this passion they just look totally like they're not really sure why they're there but they look dead inside yeah no they're honestly. like all and there's actually you notice how you see their mug shots mm-hmm. <laughs> they're all very uh less than than model like people and then they all have dyed hair too they all look like they haven't showered in like a month well that's the thing there's a, a phenomenon in, in biology called aposematism which is where in, uh, insects and certain reptiles will um, cast and, and convey bright colors basically to let predators know that they're not worth messing with and there was a biologist who published a paper arguing that's the same thing that we see with these people why all the spiritually ill and mentally ill people have those like colored hair and I understand your eyeshadow like is going up but like, <laughs> 
gosh. Well, thanks for being on the program, John. Just like last time. First and last appearance. It's like the same thing, like almost a way of like subconsciously conveying like I'm not worth messing with. Like huh. I'm just like I'm messed up, yeah. Well, I learned Crazy. something new about myself today. Thank you for that, uh, Dr. John Doyle. Uh, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. If you uh, have not heard yet about home title theft, you better listen up because you don't want it to happen to you, all right? Especially during times of COVID where cybercrime is on the rise. It's up 75% right now. And uh, cybercrime you really need to make sure you know about and have secured is home title theft. So cyber criminals, uh, both foreign and domestic, they are now after our homes. It's way easier than you would think it is because all of our home's title documents are kept online. So the cyber thief goes on, finds your home title, and forges your signature on a quick claim deed. And then they can say, hey, this person sold their home to me at which point they take out loans on your home uh, they you, they can totally demolish your entire retirement nest egg leave you in debt and you're not going to know that any of it happens until it's too late now you may be thinking well my insurance program probably covers this or like my identity theft program covers it no those programs do not cover it that's why you need to protect your home with home title lock home title lock will make sure that they shut it down anytime they detect someone tampering with your home's title. You need to go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address to see if you are already a victim. Then you need to use code RADIO to receive 30 free days of protection. Again, don't know why that's the code. Realize this is not a radio program, but just use the code, okay? Especially if you find out that you already have been a victim because you're going to need it. It is HomeTitleLock.com. That is HomeTitleLock.com. Back in a minute. So uh, just to kind of wrap up this border topic for today, uh, Joe Biden was um, in the news recently. Well, I think he was on with George Stephanopoulos and he was talking about the border crisis and what is taking place there. Of course, you know, we're going to see him make the ridiculous claims. Well, we're not doing what Trump did. Well, thank goodness the cages are closed. Uh, We're not we're not holding we're not holding children in cells and stuff like Trump did. These are like obviously bubbles okay they're containers they're not they're more like hamster wheels uh here is let's let's watch really quickly joe biden uh saying we're not doing what trump did watch what do you do with an unaccompanied child that comes to the border do you repeat what trump did do you repeat what trump did take them from their mothers to move them away hold them in cells etc we're not doing that Hold on. If if, we, if, he, if they were unaccompanied minors, which Joe Biden just said that they were, how do you take them then from their mothers if they're unaccompanied? I'm trying to understand how that if they're unaccompanied, I don't think they're showing up with their mothers. So I don't think you're and, able to. And that's always been the standard. That's right. not a Trump standard. Right, right, right. Um, but, <laughs> but let me really quickly let me let me get your thoughts on this, gentlemen. Um, George Stephanopoulos was asking Joe Biden, could you like maybe tell these people don't come? Because we've had this argument on the show many times. Uh, You know, you think about what is the humane and moral thing to do. And we hear Jen Psaki, you know, constantly reference that. Well, we're doing the humane and moral thing, unlike our predecessor. Um, But you look at this and you're like, well, the moral thing to do would be to make sure that these countries know to stop sending their people, stop making the dangerous journey. If it is so dangerous to make their journey here, tell them not to come. Uh, here's what Joe Biden has to say about that. A lot of the migrants coming in saying they're coming in because you promised to make things better. It seems to be getting worse by the day. Was it a mistake not to anticipate this surge? Well, first of all, there was a surge 
the last two years in, in, in 19 and 20, there was a surge as well. This on, one might be worse. No, well, it could be, but here's the deal. We're sending back people to, for, for, first of all, the idea that Joe Biden said come, because I, I heard the other day that they're, they're coming because they know I'm a nice guy and I won't do they're what They're saying Trump this. Yeah, well, here's the deal. <laughs> They're not. Do you have to say quite clearly, <laughs> don't come? Settled. Yes, I can say quite clearly, don't come. And what we're in the process of getting set up, don't leave your town or city or community. Solid plan. I, I mean, works. that sounded really, really convincing. <laughs> we're going to, here's the deal our way into the implosion <laughs> of our country. <laughs> yeah. Here's the deal. Uh, that, that, no, that didn't happen. That's not happening. Done. All right, we're moving on, I guess, because Joe Biden said, here's the deal. So he really meant it. That usually works. I mean, you, bank robbers, you're going to say, just stay home tonight, have a beer, <laughs> yeah. watch The Simpsons. You know, They're coming because they think I'm a nice guy. The Simpsons, you are old. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't think the average American is buying what Joe Biden is selling right now. Gentlemen, do you really quickly before we move on? I don't think the average American really cares I mean, I like, I'm sure they care about the, the, well, I think that people, oftentimes on the right, we sort of have this, like, why don't they just want to do all the research that we do? And it's like, the average American just kind of wants to, like, go to work and come home, open up a six-pack, watch The Simpsons, like, they just, they, <laughs> they're old, they sort of like have Jason. this, yeah, I'm this, in South Park, I'm yeah, in yeah. South Park. <laughs> they sort of have this, like, naive, but, like, understandable inclination to just want to trust what the screen people are telling them and yeah. that it's true yeah. but unfortunately it's not and it's just serving as an extension of like the biden regime so to speak so yeah it's it's disheartening to see people care if it serves their purpose that's kind of where we're at right now so you know the left really cared you know four years ago mm -hmm. because it served their purpose mm -hmm. and they could use it to show how great they were yeah on facebook.com it's just like everyone really needed to know like people putting the signs up in my neighborhood that say uh what was it just like this house believes that black lives matter just yes. like, like let's yeah. knock on the door just i think it's really brave of you to say you don't like lynching that was like very yeah. inspirational <laughs> i didn't know that about now it, now in it was then 2020 right in 2020 it is very stunning and brave to come out like that. Yeah, yeah, stunning and brave. Right, most people, man, you got to really worry about them. Uh, all right, let's move on to uh, Joe Biden, speaking of him. He's finally going to give his first press conference. They say, this is what they say. They say he's finally going to give his first press conference next week, uh, which I think we were told last week it was going to be on Thursday. And before that, I, I don't know. I mean, all I know is that this is now a record uh, in modern history, the first time that a president has gone over 100 days without a press conference, and they keep pushing the football further and further uh, down. I, is he going to do it? Is he ever? I feel like he has to do it has to. eventually at some point. They're going to have to face this. They can't continue pushing the press off, especially because the press as narcissistic as they are, are using this as a, oh, you can't do this to us. We are the White House press corps. We're breaking Watergate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they, they have a problem with that, and they're going to continue to put pressure on the administration, even though the administration is not used to having any sort of pressure put on them. Um, I feel like he, he's going to have to do this eventually, right? He will have to. People eventually will hold him accountable, like he mentioned, for their own purposes. Like, I want to feel like a legitimate reporter. And so, you know, right. I want to ask you what your favorite ice cream is. And yeah. damn it, you're going to answer yeah. something like that. I miss Trump. Trump would just go out there and they would have to keep him away from the press. Yeah. He would yes. just go out there and spar with him just for his own amusement. He just, ah. Oh. 
Yeah, they told me I had to come talk to the fake news media. <laughs> yeah. So here I am. What do you want? <laughs> you, you know my stance on this. I, I love not hearing from the president. I really do. I hate hearing from the president. I hate how the president's been turned into a king and a celebrity. So I, I don't like listening to the president. But this is, is a different case. Because yeah, now there you is. You want to make sure your president like knows what day it is. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's more up here than and a he potato. knows he's the president. Yeah, and yeah. he actually knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, I I think there is a I think a big portion of the country that's actually legitimately concerned, and it's and it's a warranted concern that you know he can actually handle this. Because think about some some of these press are going to be coming after him. Um, he's easily rattled, as we saw in the campaign trail. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have five guys, you know, bam, 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 answering questions, asking him questions that he does not want to answer. Um, things could go sideways. Well, sure. it's it's interesting though because even Jen uh, Saki, she's she's they're getting the questions in advance. Where are mm -hmm. all of the the reports that I've been reading? So it's like they could just be doing that for Joe Biden. You would think that that would be very simple to to field the questions in advance, get him what he needs, and just let him kind of play along. But then also, he just gave a speech and couldn't remember the, you know, his own defense secretary's name and the Pentagon. So I, you have to believe that that was written on the paper and he just, or the, or the prompter, and he still couldn't cut it. They, they, they better be careful with that. If, if they do something like that, they better be careful because it's now getting to a point where people are looking for a conspiracy. And this is what happens. Like, and this is why you need to do the press conference because people are so curious. They're like either making crap up or they're seeing things that may or may not be there. You might know where I'm going with I this, do. but the microphone thing, did y'all see that? It's yeah. wild. It's yeah. weird looking. It's wild. I don't know. I, I, I really, <laughs> I don't know what to say about I it. It either. looks odd, but when you have these suspicions, yeah. which they are making it worse, you're going to see whatever you want to see right there. Right. That's a good point. You're going to see them holding flowers instead of microphones eventually if, it, if this gets too bad. Uh, it's just, They've done really weird stuff with that. I saw one video where, uh, you know, when he has his, his speech impediment, not his, you know, declining, his speech impediment, <laughs> where his mouth will sort of make that, like, default South Park mouth where it's just kind of like, oh, like he's trying to figure out what happened. You can slow it down and zoom in and watch. They have deep faked it into, you know, his signature Joe Biden Scranton smile or whatever, but it's, like, actually that puzzled face. And you can see the, um, the corner of his mouth raise in a way that's just, like, not natural human movement and so they've like literally gone and edited that to cover up for him just being completely lost like as though he's not like loading next thought isn't queued up and processing he's just smiling and laughing he's just amused and having a good time no. oh yeah it's crazy you have to send me these i, I know it like it's out there yeah i will it's I it's like the most illegitimate and you know not in terms of the election but in terms of just like this guy is actually like a puppet not that he's being controlled but like literally they have to marionette yeah. this guy because yeah. he just doesn't know where he is or what's going on it is very scary times. Uh, well, we will be here to give you the press conference in all its glory uh, whenever that happens. I'm, we're still waiting. We're still waiting, Joe, for you to come out and take questions. Uh, we've got a lot more to come, including Andrew Cuomo. There's more to that story uh, when we come back after the break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Express VPN. Uh, if you were a Trump supporter, be careful because uh, the left is coming for you. In case you haven't noticed, they are going to continue their campaign of censorship, repression, uh, cancel culture until every last voice, every last one of us has been crushed. Now, of course, you know this already. This is not news to you, but they are backed by the media and some of the largest companies in the world. Uh, big tech and the far left have 
formed this alliance to track, censor, and spy on you. So there has never been a more important time to make sure you are protecting your internet activity from bad actors. That is why you need ExpressVPN. Uh, everything you search for, everything you click on can be tracked by big tech. They can match your activity to your true identity using your IP address. Now, when you use ExpressVPN, you can use it on your computer, you can use it on your phone. Your IP address is masked by a secure VPN server. It makes it much harder, harder for websites to identify you. They encrypt your network data to protect your sensitive information from being compromised. Uh, you can use it on five devices simultaneously so your whole family can stay safe and private with a single subscription. It is very easy. It does not cause any of your devices to lag. It is the number one rated by uh, CNET and Wired. Uh, You've got to go over to expressvpn.com slash why. You will get three months for free. Uh, if you go to expressvpn.com slash why, that is expressvpn.com slash why. Back in a minute. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo was, the news for him just keeps getting worse. And I personally am loving every minute of it. <laughs> he was reportedly involved in the writing of a letter that his inner circle passed around to former staffers aimed at tarnishing uh, Lindsay Boylan's credibility after, of course, she was the accuser, well, one of the accusers, uh, of sexual harassment and repeated unwanted advances. Now, apparently the letter uh, suggested that her accusations were premeditated and politically motivated. Uh, it reportedly revealed personnel complaints filed against her and attempted to link her to supporters of, of course, Donald Trump, because that's what you do when you want to discredit someone in the leftist movement. That's what we saw Gavin Newsom do. Uh, I think we may we may have that later. I'm not sure. But, you know, Gavin Newsom goes on and is like, oh, the only people trying to recall me are those QAnon people and Trump supporters. Those MAGA people are trying to all recall me. All two million. <laughs> yeah. Like, They're all QAnon. OK, guys, that's the best way to red pill <laughs> California is to continue calling them QAnon when they just don't like you. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they're passing around this letter, Cuomo's team, and uh, the letter said, weaponizing a claim of sexual harassment for personal political gain or to achieve notoriety cannot be tolerated. False claims demean the veracity of credible claims, which is, I mean, if this is true, if what she said was true, what a slap in the face to real sexual assault victims everywhere to, to for someone like Andrew Cuomo to be saying false claims demean the veracity of credible claims. Like, I don't think if you're Andrew Cuomo, you want to be in the position where you're the one who is mansplaining that to uh, your staffers. But would it surprise you at all to hear the report that Cuomo is, of course, uh, involved in this? Andrew? No, never. <laughs> he seems like such a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Not mafioso at all. No, he, upstanding character. I mean, I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah, really? For sure. I think it's funny how the Me Too movement has just completely like come back to bite. It's like uh, they've raised this like monster of just like, you know, innocence until proven guilty is just like thrown out yep. the window. And then like the fire gets too big and it starts eating them. They're like, wait a minute. No, not yep. me. They're like, well, well, hold on. What about due process? We yeah. need an investigation. Oh, yeah. OK. It's interesting how you guys take that stance now, specifically Andrew Cuomo, who has gone on record especially when, when they were talking about the whole Kavanaugh debacle. And he's like, oh, b- believe all women. Women need to be believed. Women need to be heard. We need uh, an, an, an independent investigation. 
how quickly he uh, changes his mind and on And he that. maintains the virtue signals. So in that particular case, it's like we need to believe all women. And then in this case, when he's getting uh, you know, the, the light shine on him, he's like, well, <laughs> we need to do that. But we really need to believe the women who are, are credible because to <laughs> do otherwise, would the veracity is just like yeah. he's still like trying to maintain this sort of moral high ground regardless of the circumstances. Oh, God. Moral high ground. That is something Andrew Cuomo knows nothing about. I wouldn't, neither would any queer politician, pretty much. Um, and I think that's pretty much my point. Of course, I believe that he would probably be involved with something like this. And the, the thing is, is that, and, this, and again, this is why we need to get away from <laughs> the morality of both sides of the, of, the, of the aisle. They all do this crap. Mm -hmm. I think, I won't say all of them, but a huge amount of elected politicians, they're just as slimy as the government is. If you didn't know, I'm libertarian, so I hate the government. Um, but w most of them are narcissists. Most of them um, are morally bankrupt. Um, Cuomo is just, I don't know, a better mascot <laughs> for, for uh, most of the uh, morally bankrupt politicians out there. I would not be surprised at all. And the most ridiculous thing is, is you know, and again, I hate doing the hypocrisy uh, line, is just how they're responding now versus when yeah. they were riding that train during the Trump administration as if this was like a byproduct of the Trump administration or something like that, which I kind of felt like that's what they were trying to say, really. Um, I went over to Alyssa Milano's uh, Twitter page. Oh. I don't think she's even commented on it. I, I she guess hasn't. She, she tweets a lot, so I was scrolling through really quick to see what she said. She doesn't. She's, I don't think she's employed right now, so she does. She's irrelevant. The only time Alyssa Milano has ever been relevant is when she was the cheerleader in the Damn It music video for Blink One Eighty Two. Wow, poor Alyssa. Well, now, you know, Shots I, fired. I saw that when I was watching The Simpsons one night. I think Blink One Eighty Two. They were no, they did a cameo. Yeah, I'm a huge Blink fan. Um, no, but you know, I think my favorite part of the hypocrisy, though is that they have already set the standard that even if he were to say, well, I, you know, it wasn't technically, it wasn't sexual assault, like maybe I made a, an off-color joke or whatever, or, I mean, in their world, he cannot ask anyone out. He can't ask right. interns out. He can't say anything to uh, staffers, to anyone because of the power dynamic. That's what they say. Oh, but it's the power dynamic. You knew that you were powerful over them and you should like you did it on purpose because you knew the power that you held. That's their standard that they've held. Yeah. So in that case, like he's guilty on everything. Right. If they're going by their own standard. It's a good point. And I, I'm I'm curious what the heck was the final line that crossed when these women and I do believe were allowed were allowed to unleash and start coming out. You, um, I, you have to believe it's the it's the attorney general, right, in New York. Maybe. The, yeah, I think possibly. she has political, I keep reading reports that she has political aspirations. And, of course, she is more radical left than Cuomo. Um, so this really, I think, is a case of the left eating their own. But I think mm -hmm. she she wants, she's eyeing his job and she wants him out. Yeah. And this is a way to get, I mean, it wasn't all of the deaths that he caused at the nursing homes. No. That's what's so but, infuriating. Yeah. The, the, the majority of the coverage is on these sexual harassment claims. Right. Um, and again, well, because the media already screwed, they already screwed up on that. They can't come back and admit that they failed to cover it. So now they've got to find something else, I think. Oh my gosh, man. I, yeah, it, it's, it gets tiring talking about the media and how they've handled, you know, right versus left issues. But it is, I mean, it is so much on display right now. I mean, what was the, the, the last thing with that, um, was it a, the, the Georgia call 
uh, you know, that the mm -hmm. Washington Post mm -hmm. was talking about. Mm -hmm. And then every single media outlet afterwards was just saying, oh, yeah, we verified that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we checked our sources. Well, in all actuality, they were probably just checking one the source. The one source, The right. one that first brought it. And now it's complete, it was bullcrap. Yeah. Complete bullcrap. And we don't, I mean, they're not really owning up to it too much besides like a little retraction. Or not even, even a retraction. A correction. A correction. Yeah, not retract it. And when are you going to go back? I mean, the damage has been done on that. When right. are you going to go back to the article and look to see if there's any corrections on one of these major stories? You're not going to do it. No. Same thing on Russia. Everything. They were wrong on all of that. They're, they're the ones that will sit there and gay, say disinformation is the biggest and fake news is the biggest issue in the country. They'll all say that. Yeah. When they're the they're worst the at ones. it in every single thing. Yeah, I think we call that gaslighting. <laughs> all right, we've got more to come back in a minute. We were talking about Gavin Newsom earlier. Here's the clip of uh, Gavin Newsom. Of course, he is, he's, they've gotten over 2 million signatures uh, to recall him. They only needed 1.5 now. They've got to go through the signatures because, of course, Gavin Newsom is going to make sure if there is a way to get any of these signatures thrown out, he will. But here is what he has to say about all of the signatures uh, of people who want to recall him in the state of California. Watch. You have people that are part of the lead coalition that started this petition uh, that are avid Proud Boyd members. They're part of the three percenters, the right-wing militia group. Uh, they are supporters of QAnon conspiracy theorists, white supremacist groups. That's not just, that, that, that's factual. Uh, and so at the end of the day, that's the origins of this. And you combine that with Newt Gingrich and Mike Huckabee and Devin Nunes and now the RNC nationalizing this recall, time and money, you're going to get something on the ballot. But what do you think of the two million or so Californians who have signed it, uh, who have signed this petition. I'm not talking about the leaders that you just went after. Certainly all two million Californians who signed this aren't all Trumpsters. Uh, wow. So, John, Gavin Newsom, I don't, like, uh, is he trying to red pill all of these people? <laughs> I'm offended personally. I think that him calling into question the legitimacy of those signatures is a threat to democracy. <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. That's a really great it is. point. <laughs> Jason. He's so ridiculous. I have family members that are not right-leaning. They're left-leaning uh, over in California. Half my family's over there from my wife's side. And even they were talking trash. Yeah, about hating Newsom. Gavin Newsom has united California. It really has. And that's and how, what he's doing is the prime example of what we said was the reason why they were keeping National Guard in, in Washington, D.C., why they were doing such a big push on all these domestic terror mm -hmm. threats, trying to make it seem like the January 6th uh, riot was all just like these like radical right-wing groups, you know, that all descended. There were families there for crying out loud. They weren't all right-wing people. Um, but they're trying to, and you saw him do this, he was trying to take a small group of people, QAnon, three percenters, these militias, whatever, trying to say that it was them that was doing it, in conjunction with like Mike Huckabee, people like that. So what he's trying to do is they're trying to say these are extremists. He lumps in everyone into the pot of right-wing extremists. Mm -hmm. And so everyone's guilty. Everyone's guilty just because these people exist. That's what they're going to continue to do to us. Yeah. It really is. I think the DNI just released a domestic extremist uh, uh, report. And it's, it's crazy. I mean, they talk about how there's an elevated threat. Um, at the very end of the report, they talk about what the different kinds of domestic extremists. And they go all through them, like, you know, right wing, pretty much left wing, they don't call it that. Um, even like animal activists, environmental activists, stuff like that. But their entire report in the first half, and it's only four pages, is all just about, you can tell, they're talking about right wing extremists. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, 
The more this goes through, and this is their, going to be their tactic, all of us are just guilty, not even by association because we don't associate with them, but just because certain groups of people like QAnon call themselves right-wing, right. and most of them aren't even right-wing. Like the like the like the Nazi neo Nazi groups and you know uh, was it Richard Spencer or whatever they're not right wing. Yeah, he was a Joe Biden supporter this election. They're, 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 so. They believe in national socialism. They're left wing. There's nothing right wing about them. Yeah. But they're going to group and lump all of us into that pot. It's yeah. just so ridiculous. Uh, speaking of California, uh, so finally Disneyland, Universal Studios, uh, the the theme parks in California are able to reopen as early as April, but. They have to take steps to make sure that uh, you can't scream on the, <laughs> on the rides. I'm not making this up. Um, they have to take steps to ensure that screaming on the rides does not lead to the spread of COVID-19. So they said you, you have to limit uh, activities like singing and shouting, face covering usage and or modifications to seat loading patterns will be required. Of course, they are only able to uh, open under 15 percent capacity and in-state visitors only. No indoor dining and don't freaking scream because you're going to kill grandma with your with your screaming, John. I agree with that completely. <laughs> as, as someone who makes a living in politics, I have no principles. I just adapt to whatever's immediately convenient to my worldview. <laughs> and if you're screaming on a roller coaster, you should be in jail. Like you're ruining. No. You, you're ruining. How are you supposed to ride a roller coaster and not scream? It's not that deep. Like if you're <laughs> screaming on a roller coaster, you're just acting. You're like, look at me. I'm having. No one screams on roller coasters like authentically. And if you do, you shouldn't be on a roller coaster. Wow. <laughs> I feel very, very offended right now. You need to, you, you know, I'm not going to say that. I feel seen. Like I said, John, it was great to have you on the program. My last thought will be, if you're screaming on roller coasters, you perhaps need to go somewhere to get re-educated on how to properly ride roller coasters. <laughs> Jason. I like how it, but it was more than just screaming, though. It was not singing... Not, yes. So basically, you can go to these theme don't parks. Don't have fun. Don't have fun. No, but yes, they're open, but also, if you have I mean, fun. Don't laugh. Don't, okay, oh, if you smile, oh, God, you're no. opening your mouth, you which could not. lead to your germs spreading. That's so a good don't point. do that either. Yep. I mean, we you never can be too sure. No. Outside. Out freaking side. In California, where it's like always 70 degrees. Yeah, that's part right. of the strategy for like making us as a country so deunified and so like absolutely isolated is like you can't even see people's faces anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just moved from Michigan and so I was like completely like, oh yes, yes sir, I'll put my mask on. And I went and I had breakfast and I like saw the hostess's face and I was like, this is so cool. I can like see another person now. I felt like an actual human being and not yeah. just like some- A cog in the machine. Yeah, some cog, some sheep. Yeah. <laughs> It, I, it really is. It's it's amazing. We have, you know, you, uh, Dave Rubin, came to visit us not too long ago. And, of course, he's in California. And they're like, God, it's so weird to see people's faces. I mean, we've kind of been, like, living like this the whole time. So I think we maybe take it for granted what a crazy time people are having you with know, us. You know, it feels crazy. I was, in, I was in D.C. back in December. And so they're at the heart of, you know, COVID as a political weapon, you yeah. know. And, and then we're just ramping on it all the time. And they were so freaking scared. And you could tell. Like, uh, like here, you go to the stockyards. You been to the stockyards yet? Yeah. So you go to the stockyards, and you can't even tell there was ever a pandemic. Most people are not wearing masks. They're walking around, high-fiving. They're drinking beers out in the street. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, um, it was so nice. Yeah, it was oh, like it, totally, like, free society. Yeah, it just feels great. normal. You feel normal. Yeah. And, but in D.C., it's like there's hardly anybody out. If there is and you walk past them, they literally cross the street. That is so weird. I was going into an elevator. I was in an elevator, and me and the guy that I was with, uh, we didn't have... 
we didn't have masks on. No, we did not have masks on in the elevator. This guy, of course, had his mask on. The door opened. He went, looked, did one of these things, and didn't even say he kicked the next one. He just took two steps back, you know, oh and did that. Oh, my God. And it wasn't because he was pissed politically. He was frightened. He yeah. was scared. Yeah. It, and that's everywhere. Thanks, mainstream media. We really appreciate it. Yeah, All we, right. We were at the stockyards like word. like a week ago, and uh, some guy just came up to me, and I was just like, he was like, hey, man. I was like, oh, sorry, I'll put my mask on just instinctively. And he was like, no, just how you doing? You having a good time? I was like, we have community in Texas? This is so, this is so new. That's the most Texas thing I've ever heard in my totally. life. We'll be back in a second. I love it. Well, good. You've got to go walk. Yeah. All right, don't forget to go to wherever you get your audio podcasts. Search for The News and Why It Matters. Subscribe, rate, and review. Make sure to give us five stars because we deserve no less than five stars. I mean, actually, we deserve more, but I think five stars is the max that you can give us, unfortunately. Uh, you may also see your review read live on air. We've got one today from Jim Bob, 768 Jim Bob. Are you in Texas, Jim Bob? That, sound, that sounds like a Texas name right there. Uh, do love the show. Been a subscriber to Blaze TV since the day after it started. Have never missed your show, but decided to get the podcast. Then I can read it. Some serious news and fun. Just the package that is needed. Might need more cowbell. That's cute. That's a good point. You can always use more cowbell. And everything. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, also, don't forget that you can find uh, John here if, you, if you're still a fan of his. I don't know. I'm not anymore. He, he dogged me too many times on my own show. Too uh, emotional, these women. <laughs> tell, tell them where they can find you on YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com slash John Doyle. You can go to heckoffcommy.com. That's my website. You could find me on Twitter, but then I got banned because I told people to call their congressman. That's how that happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> you yeah. can't be doing that these no, days. No, totally irresponsible. Or uh, Instagram. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.